Hello everybody again, it's me, and you know who me is, and you know what this is you're listening to. You should by now, anyway. So, in honestly 10 real episodes, I think it works out to 11 or 12 downloads because of the introduction to the Tales of a Northern Boy, or of a Messed Up Northern Boy podcast. And episode five, which ended up being split into two, I think we are like actually 10 episodes in and for only being on very, very few, uh, listening platforms out there. I think this is doing really good. I am just shy of 400 downloads at this point. Which, from what I'm hearing, is absolutely incredible. So, I want to say a huge, huge thank you. And shout out to everybody that's been listening up to this point. And... I'd like to hear a little bit more from you guys. And not just the one that always phones me when I say that. But, you know, thanks to him. Uh, You guys can reach out to me if you have my phone number. You know how to reach out to me on that. Or you can send me emails on tales of a messed up northern boy at gmail.com. It's a long one. I know one of you out there has done it, and I would prefer if you're going to send me an email, have a little better content than a subject of penis, 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 and the email consisting of vagina, vagina, vagina. And you know who you are, Brent. <laughs> But now that that's pretty much out of the way there, I guess uh, this is one that I've been thinking about for a while. And this one, I was really young when this one happened. This was long before the drinking and the drugs and everything else. This was long before I ever moved up to the Yukon, so I was probably only eight or nine. And we had this little old lady sitting or living in the house next door to us. And, uh, she wasn't the nicest of people in the neighborhood. She was one of those ones that didn't like the fact that us Gen X kids just kind of ran and did whatever we want during the summer and after school. And we were latch, latch kid keys. The lucky ones of us survived and the not so lucky ones didn't. And, uh, that's why you never want to really go at your parents if your parents are true Gen Xers because they'll fuck you up. Oh, sorry, I just had to have a little sip of my drink here that uh, stole out of the fridge from what was left in here on Saturday night when the boys were listening to the year 2000 story. But, so, that old lady, she used to scream and yell at us kids all the time that we were being too noisy and if we got too close to her yard, she'd freak out and her yard was fenced. It was probably a five-foot fence all the way around. I lived next door. My grandparents lived next door to me. Uh, Yeah, there was no need for that. Nobody else in the neighborhood did it. Not even the old one that was a witch. Well, we're pretty sure she was a witch. The one that lived next door to me, she was just a bitch. So she was constantly going over and 
complaining to everybody's parents about us kids being too loud when we were out riding our bikes and out playing and doing all that stuff. Well, we knew one day that she left. And a bunch of us were pretty pissed off because we'd gotten into trouble and told we couldn't play on our street anymore because of her. Well, we weren't going to let that one fly. So a few of us, we went around and we grabbed what we could for eggs and ketchup. And I think there was some flour, like basically anything we could get our hands on out of the kitchens at home. And her back window was open. And we smashed stuff through the screen. And then we decided we were going to turn the hose on and soak her kitchen. Little shitheads we were. <laughs> but, you know, it was our neighborhood. We That, that was our thought. We, we ran that, that street. She wasn't going to tell us we couldn't. So, uh... She comes home, goes in, and we're all, were we in my yard or the neighbor, the other neighbor's yard? I don't remember, but we are in one of the yards close. We heard the cop drop, the cab drop her off, and she went in the house, and then all of a sudden she started screaming and yelling and freaking out, and I'm calling the cops, you little cocksuckers, I know who this was. So, of course, she calls the cops. Cops show up. They go to everybody's houses. Parents start hollering for us to get our asses home. But of course, not a fucking one of us would admit that we did it. And uh, the cops looked at us all individually as they were coming by the houses and told us that they were pretty sure it was us that did it because she had phoned and complained about us on the streets all the time. And they figured we were doing it to get her back, but we went too far. But we never did fucking fess up to it. And then, uh, come to find out, she had a bunch of baking all over her, uh, her cupboard underneath the window. We weren't really paying attention to what was under the window. And to be quite honest with you, we didn't give two fucks. We were just being little shitheads, and she pissed us off, so she was going to pay for pissing us off, and she did, and the most we got from the cops over that one was, I'm pretty sure it was you guys that did it. Stay the hell away from her house. Well, that one's going way, way back, way, way back. Like I said, that was full... Late 80s, early 90s for that one yet. So that one, for some reason, has been... Just keeps popping up. You know, I, I do kind of feel bad for it now. I shouldn't have done what we, what we did, but... We were just kids being kids. It's not like we were out doing it all, all hours of the night. And keeping the neighborhood awake. So I do kind of feel bad for messing with her stuff but at the same time why couldn't she have just let kids be kids i love hearing kids playing outside now it doesn't happen very damn often anymore 
But, uh, oh, I think I need to go ahead till about 94, 95. I was living in a little pissant town away from my hometown in BC. And, uh, yeah, it would have been 94 or 95. And, again, living in a poor neighborhood. Because grew up dirt freaking poor. The friends I had, we were kind of shitheads. Didn't have much supervision. And, uh, remember a couple times, me and my... My best friend at the time. We'll call him Teddy Bear. Yeah, that'll work, Teddy Bear. <laughs> Some of these names that I'm coming up with for people are just retarded, but whatever. So me and Teddy Bear were out riding our bikes and trying to be little shit disturbers. And we shouldn't have been out that night. It was probably already at this point, nine thirty, ten o'clock. And we had just left the friendship center where they had pool tables and ping pong and arcade games and all kinds of cool stuff for us to go and do to try and keep us out of trouble. But they shut down too early. (laughs) We weren't ready to go home yet and nobody was calling for us to go home. So this place was only about two blocks away from the police station. We had been out stealing hubcaps before just for fun. And we got the bright idea that it would be fun to steal hubcaps from police cars. So we went and we were trying to do that. And we almost got caught. Jumped on the bikes and fucked right off. And we were heading back over towards my place. And we stopped in this little park while there was a case of beer there. Me and Teddy Bear right away, oh, that's got to be empty. There's no way. But we go over to check it anyway because, well, fuck, we're out to raise some shit. Yeah, there was a couple of them that that were empty. So those bottles right away on to the side of the school where this playground park thing was. And then we decided we were going to have a couple of beers. Uh, right about this time, fucking cops roll up. We've got, I think, maybe a beer and a half in between the two of us. Not much at all. And uh, cops roll up and start telling us they heard a complaint about bottles breaking. And then they went over and checked that. And then they found the beer and... Not much they could do to us because of how young we were, except load us up and take us home. Which, whatever, didn't make no fucking difference to us. We were just going to get cut loose again as soon as we got home. But that night we both decided we weren't going to go out and do anything else again. But it would have been the following winter, I think. Teddy Bear lived not too far from the from the airport. 
and go there for a sleepover. Then it was winter, and we were going to go out and play around in the field and mess around. Well, we got the bright idea to sneak into the fucking airport. So we found a spot where we could climb underneath the fence, scurried over to the airport hangars, or over to the airplane hangars, and tried to get into a hangar. Couldn't get into a hangar. And started fucking around with the airplanes. Trying to get into them to see what kind of cool shit we could get into there. And I think we ended up stealing a fire extinguisher. Like, wasn't really that bad a shit we were getting into back then. But we were still doing some things we definitely should not have been doing. But it was all in good fun. And now we're going to step up to like... 96-ish? Uh, no. Probably 97. I'm going to introduce you guys a little bit to a place that we all called Block 9. It was a apartment building complex, actually. When you talk, when you hear the story about Justin's Mustang, and that buddy that punched me in the face, that was all in that apartment building complex. There was nine different buildings in there. And at one point or another, we had at least one apartment in every building to party in. And some buildings were way more than that. But Block 9, that was where the heavy dope smoke had started for me, and the mushrooms, and... Yeah, that was pretty much it for there. Well, the mushrooms we bought that weren't really good mushrooms, but I was drunk when I ate them, and found out that it wasn't what I thought it was. We're pretty sure that it was, uh, they, they were injected or sprayed with liquid LSD. And we were all starting to trip pretty hard on that. And one guy, Fifi the douche, it wasn't hitting him. And it was hitting all the rest of us. So we're standing in the kitchen and we're doing blades off the stove, hot knives. I don't know what the hell, you know. Don't know what else to call them. That's what it was, was blades or hot knives. And we're all getting worried that he's not catching anything off of it. So we're getting him some good, uh, good gravity hoots. And I think my bully even choked him out for a hoot like that. And if you don't know what that is, I'll, I'll explain. You take a big ball, you take a big hit off the off your blade and you hold it in and your buddy sneaks in behind you and he starts to choke you out. When you get really good at it, you know when you're about to go out. So you give him a couple of taps and he knows to only hold on for another second or two. And well, my bully did that to Fifi the douche. Then he laid him down, 
And then all of a sudden, when when Fifi the Douche came back too, he the, everything hit him. Just bang the bad mushrooms and everything, and he couldn't stand up. And I was already not really enjoying my high. And then when uh, Fifi the Douche couldn't stand back up it pushed me over the edge couldn't control my high and i just fucking look gone fuck this this ain't going good i'm not enjoying this and i left should have fucking known better my boys were at the house there was my bully there was the ginger turtle and fifi the douche and a few others i'm not sure i think captain may have been there but I'm not 100% sure. But I left, and I'm walking back over to my place, which was about a two-city-block walk, I'll say. And I'm tripping fucking balls. And I keep thinking there's a police officer walking behind me. And I'm thinking I can hear this radio, and that's just sending my trip even worse. And I go home and I sneak in the house and sneak down to my room downstairs and I had my t- my bed and my TV and everything set up and I figured okay you got this you're you you got this under control but it was an old townhouse and it was an unfinished basement that had a panel wall halfway through that was like an unfinished panel wall and on the other side of the panel wall was the deep freeze and the furnace and the washer and the dryer just basically all the utility crap and i go in and i'm trying to be quiet so i don't wake mom up because i don't want to explain to mom that i'm high as fuck again and so get my movie on my favorite movie scent of a woman always could calm me down get it on and then the furnace kicked in and that had me tripping right out because i thought somebody was over in that room so i kept going over and checking to make sure there was nobody over there then the furnace cut out again and a few minutes later i think it was the deep freeze that kicked in and started to hum and i'm just laying there tripping fucking balls panicked off my ass don't know what's going on and finally pulled my phone out, my cordless phone that I had next to my bed. And I phoned my girlfriend at the time and try and talk to her. Tried to get myself to calm down a little bit that way. Couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. Well, she went and uh, woke her mom up. Then her mom came down and picked me up, which is the funniest thing in the world. I was worried about my mom giving me shit and once i start telling you some of the stories about my mom you'll kind of laugh as to the why i was where you wonder why i was worried about letting her know that i was tripping balls but my girlfriend's mom drove all the way across town came down picked me up sat me on the couch got me cuddled up under i think it was uh my little pony blankie and I was snuggling with a teddy bear 
And I think that teddy bear might have been the one that was named Peachy, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and then put on the Care Bears for me. So here I am in my late teens. Bad trip, not enjoying life at all. Girlfriend wakes her mom up in the middle of the night. Her mom comes down to pick me up, brings me back to her place, sets me on the couch, cuddles me up in a My Little Pony blankie while I'm snuggling with a teddy bear. And I'm watching, I think it was the fucking Care Bears. But it, hey, it worked. It put me into a good place and I was able to finally go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> I got uh, the boy out of my twins sitting here next to me, and he's just kind of giggling. I don't think he ever heard that one before. He says, no, he never did hear that one. But that was a good one. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of made somebody a promise that I would do something every episode until he uh, was actually listening. So, Funk... Fuck you, you big, greasy Mexican bastard. That's the one that was rubbing butter all over his body. And I actually did get a phone call from somebody after that episode came out. And found out that it wasn't the night I thought it was. It was actually Funk's birthday. And he was doing what they referred to as the Funk and Bruno shots. And when those ones weren't good enough, he would chase the Funk and Bruno with a tequila. The Funk was a bottle of vodka, and the Bruno was a bottle of R&R, as I'm being told at this point. And if those two shots didn't sit right, he'd chase them with tequila, because that makes sense, right? And then when I went to the store, he got the bright idea that he wanted to eat butter and then was rubbing the butter all over himself, talking about how sexy his big greasy belly was. So that was the little tip I got from a friend that reminded me of how that actually went. And I actually enjoyed that. I like having people get a hold of me and tell me their, their recollections of the stories. And something else I'm thinking about doing here, and I'm probably going to do, is I'm going to start pulling in guests, whether we have crazy stories together or not, because I know there's a lot more messed up Northern boys out there that got some crazy ass stories too. And as much as I like telling my stories, I like hearing other people's stories. And Captain is apparently coming down to see us here within the next couple of weeks. So that'll be good. Hopefully I'll be able to get a little content with him. But if anybody out there listening has a small internet-based company or a small company and you want a little bit of promotion on this fucked up podcast reach out shoot me a message tales of a messed up northern boy at gmail.com all one word all lowercase of course and I'm sure we can figure something out 
I do have one friend that I know that listens quite a bit. And I'd love to pop his company name out there. But I don't know if he'd uh, be up for that or not. Something to do with woodworking. You know who you are. And you know you're listening. So, I am almost, like I said at the beginning, almost at 400 downloads now on just these two or three uh, different platforms that I'm out on. And I think when I hit either 50 subscribers or 500 downloads, I am going to tell everyone to either comment on the Facebook page, a story they want to hear, or to email me a story they want to hear at tales of a messed up northern boy at gmail.com. And I will pick three or four stories at random that you want to hear. And that'll be my episode. And if you have a small business and you want me to promote you, let's work it out. Won't cost you much. That I guarantee. Except for you, Mr. Woodworking Guy. Because I know you make vaginas and put them in your bum. Oh, no, sorry. That was funk again that I was talking about putting vagina or I meant to say that puts wooden dildos in his butthole because funk's a homo all right and until next time don't live 30 seconds in my head I mean don't wow it's been a long day I didn't even get a whole drink in and I can't even get that out Don't walk a mile in my shoes, because that won't impress me. Live 30 seconds in my head, and you will understand why I am a messed up northern boy, and these are my tales.